92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing on what you ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't, ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where. There's rubble enough, cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Gentlemen, what you're about to witness is no illusion. And now we got the bass banging from head to morning, everybody. Happy Monday. We're gonna have to do a 12 and a half hour show today, Jeffrey, because there's so much to talk about. Take that for data. Um, let's see. Let's see. It's Monday. So we are contractually obligated, and uh, and to be honest, revel in doing the fight song roundup every Monday, and we'll do that in the next segment. We'll celebrate some college football teams that deserve to be celebrated. Uh, also contractually obligated, and we revel in hosting Chris Harrington straight up at ten o'clock every day. We'll help. He will help us make sense of what is happening with the Grizzlies. And uh, then Aparthapadhyay from the Daily Memphian is going to join us. He was in the building yesterday as the Memphis Tigers, uh, as the Memphis Tigers uh, beat Lane College uh, persuasively, which is what you would hope and what you would think. And so that is one hundred six forty nine. The very one hundred six two forty nine. Thirty five fast break points, which is of course more than the Grizzlies have assembled. I haven't done the math, but. That's got to be, yeah, it's more. Eh. This had 14 fast break points against the Wizards. They had two, I think, against uh, in the in the opener. Yes, it's, it's got to be more fast break points than the Grizzlies have have, have done in uh, it up. in 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 three games, which is part of the problem. Anyway, uh, that's the lineup for today. Um, we do have a whole lot of things to get to, but I'm going to start, Jeffrey, by asking you. What was the most remarkable thing? The category today is most remarkable thing from the world of sports and beyond. The most striking, the thing that struck you most uh, vividly. Okay, so here here are my options that because I'm doing this off the top of my head. Yep, we as if we would Correct. as if we would plan this segment. Um, Kansas. Kansas beating Oklahoma with their quarterback throwing two fourth quarter interceptions. It's on my still, list. It's on and my still list. Winning. It's on my list. Uh, yeah, that that one is up there for me. Um, the Giants and Jets combining for I believe it was twenty four punts, the most punts recorded in a game in like decades. Uh, that was fascinating. I think the Bengals statement yesterday in San Francisco is also up there. Um. I, most striking thing of the weekend. I think I'm going to go Kansas. Like what Kansas did to Oklahoma. Like it wasn't like Kansas came out and played awesome football. Like they they kind of muddled through, and that was enough. So I will. Uh, I'll I'll offer some um, some things that were from a. If you want to go best moment, I do think I didn't say best. But okay, go ahead. But what's best? If you do want to go just best pure moment, obviously it's got a local flair, but. 
Seth Henning, you got to do something that not many people get to do, where you go home in front of your friends and family and you have the hero moment. Um, and what a nice spin you put on that. What a good way to look at it. That You've mm-hmm. always been a, a Liberty Bowl half-full kind of no guy. No question. So I think the most stunning, striking, it's not the size of the crowd, Jeff. remarkable the size of the things that of, of, among them, Friday night's World Series game. Uh, that was fantastic. Unbelievable. Right? Like, just tremendous. That was great theater. Um, so that was, I'll, I'll, I'll try to take these uh, in, 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 uh, in, in, in not necessarily ranked order. Um, Kansas, I had written down as one of mine. Just waking up on a Sunday and seeing the 49ers and Kansas City both lose. Mm-hmm. Now, as you point out, that's a little bit, those are very different losses. Extremely different losses. Very different losses. And the 49ers loss may really be more about the Bengals than about the 49ers. It was about both. It was about the 49ers' health and the it Bengals. It was about the 49ers' yes. health and the Bengals. But those are very different losses. But still, you don't expect in this football season to wake up on a Sunday and see the 49ers and the Chiefs both lose. Yes. Um, and so that was stunning to me. Um. Learning that Stevie Nicks stayed at the Bass Pro Shop when she was here. Like, that was... I did not see that. But yeah, yes. no, she did. That's when awesome. she was here for the concert, right. she wanted to... That's awesome. She wanted to stay at the Bass... As I, one would. I should... As one... I have not. How many times have you entered that place? I've gone in once. I've not obviously stayed, but I hear the, the actual hotel is fantastic. I've entered probably three times in my life, and I've never stayed at the hotel. And I can't even say it's a bucket list. But I bet it'd be fun. I've never been a big staycation guy. I'm not wired like that. Right. Where you you go and you stay at the hotel in your own city. Right. Yeah. No, I've, I've, indeed, I've never done that. (laughs) I've never done that. Uh, uh, But anyway, it seems fun. That was good. That's a more modest. But that's a great story. Striking. I'm in on that. Striking, but a little more modest. Um, I did have, I mean, honestly, to me, the, the, the striking part of it, the part like holy smokes part of it, was the Tigers blowing that lead. Like I'll be honest, I was uh, I was uh, coming back from Clarksville on Saturday, and so I had sort of, uh, you know, it's thirty-one to seven. You know, I. I was done with the game. Like, I, oh, okay, well, good. They, this is very so impressive. So the Tigers. They've done what they're supposed to do two weeks in a row. Just made short work of, the, of, a, of a lesser opponent. Everything about that, the collapse and then the staving off complete disaster. And as you point out, Seth uh, driving the team in 47 seconds, 75 yards, 10 minutes from where he grew up. Uh, to win that game was the, one of the absolute. To be clear, the drive only took 35 seconds. <laughs> right, he had 47 seconds. Correct. So then, um, and then, so those are those are the those are the uh, sports things that really struck me. But then I got to tell you, the news that Matthew Perry died when that came across the transom Saturday, that was like, what? Okay, so I did a, I did the. The Ole Miss postgame show with my friends that I used to work with, and uh-huh. my buddy Chase is a big friends guy. Yeah. And I'm not making light of the death. I would say, though, Matthew Perry gave us some heads up. Oh, no, he, th- th- there, there is no question that Matthew Perry, uh, I mean, it's the, his, his story of addiction, which, which he told as openly and honestly and with – almost grotesque at, at points of it, candor. Um, it was, I mean, the, the true ugliness, how, how bad it got. Um, there is no question that that, um, now, we will find out, I suppose, I guess we will find out, ultimately, whether uh, substances were involved. The initial reports were say none were found. Um, there are also uh, uh, no foul play, whatever, but the autopsy will presumably reveal what happened. It's still stunning. I mean, it's still stunning. It still stunned me uh, that, that you just, you don't expect today to be the day that Matthew, we wake up and Matthew Perry died. 
And um, and it, it was interesting. It was truly insipid coverage over at CNN, but they immediately went to like full blown Matthew Perry uh, died coverage. And um, and so there you go. He uh, drowned in his hot tub. And um, I wouldn't say I I watched a lot of I watched a lot of friends. I'm. I don't think you would say about any show that I'm a that I'm a Friends guy, a Cheers guy, a Seinfeld guy. I've watched a lot of them, but um, back in the from those back in the day, I watched a lot of Friends. Mash. I watched more Mash than I did Friends. I watched more Cheers than I did Friends. I watched more. This was in the sure. all from the basically the same era. Friends a little bit later in that era, but um, yeah, it was uh, uh, it was it was. If, I guess, predictable, he had been sober, accordingly to his, to his, own, uh, his own conversation about it for a while, and we will see what happened. But that was, that was stunning to me. Um, and then the Grizzlies, not stunning, uh, went 0-2, and here we are. We'll talk more about this with Chris Harrington, but here we are. Um, they are 0 and so I did. Three. I did the math on on what you requested. The Tigers yesterday with thirty five fast break points uh-huh. against Lane College. Yeah, the Grizzlies have scored twelve point one percent of their points on fast breaks. They have a excuse me. They have a total of three hundred fourteen points. By my math, that was thirty two fast break points hmm. on the season. So more fast break points for Memphis basketball in Correct. one game than for the Grizzlies in three games. Let's just though. Uh, before we get to the fight song roundup, again, that's coming up next. Then Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock, uh, and then Partha Padia after that. Let's do a little bit of a temperature check on uh, Grizzlies, Tiger basketball, and Tiger football. See where we are in the, here, it, it, what remains of this first segment. I offered you, I thought it was generous of me to do it. I thought about the number carefully. I offered you Friday the opportunity to lock in the record of 11 and 14 mm-hmm. for the, over the course of time before Ja returns. I offered you that. I thought it was a open-hearted mm-hmm. offer. You thought fair, it was good faith, yes. Good faith, and you rejected it. Yes. I am now showing you what kind of a person I am. You're going to give me the same offer again? I am going to renew my offer mm-hmm. that I am going to give you the offer of 11 and 14 for when job returns, the Grizzlies will go 11 and 14. And what that means, let's be clear, what that means is over the next 22 games, they're going to be a 500 basketball team. Correct. They are going to be 11 and 11 over the next 22 games. Will you take my offer of until Ja returns, this squad of Memphis Grizzlies, with the addition of Bismack Biombo, we learned over the weekend and suspected last week, will you take my incredibly generous offer that the Memphis Grizzlies will be a 500 basketball team? I'm still not taking it. Oh, what is wrong with you? You're off, not taking a 500. What what about this team? First off, makes, what, am, what am I risking? Makes you <laughs> secondly makes what you're risking is a uh, what you're risking honestly uh-huh. is when Ja comes back they will be seven and eighteen. That's what you're risking. Mm-hmm. And again, what am I risking there? It's it. I guess the and way at that, eleven and fourteen you are still you got some work to do. Yeah, but. You can get the shovel out and start doing your work and get and get back. We I mean, the Lakers certainly from a much bigger hole. Uh huh. Again, I'm a process guy. You're looking at you're looking at results. I'm talking about the process. I'm a bottom line guy. Mm-hmm. That is true. Uh huh. What's your process? What's the process here? Where where do you find the, the optimism game, in the process? The only game you can really make the argument that was like truly what the hell's going on here is the Wizards game. Well, and that I still one you think can, that's I mean, schedule, you can explain and it that's all. a schedule loss. Yeah. I mean, here's the reality. You can say, listen, they played. If if you want to be optimistic, you can say, first game was that they were in shock. Yes. Right? First game, they were in shock. They were truly just figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Second game, that's that's who they are. And if, hey, if Dez hadn't just gone one of 10, and how often is that going to happen? They would have beaten the world champion Nuggets. Mm -hmm. Third game, 
Uh, eh, it's a schedule loss. It's a with with as reduced a roster as they have already. Back to backs are hard in any event. Correct. And when you have a roster that has been decimated like this one, they're impossible. What the hell did you expect? And the Wizards had not. The Wizards had full rest. Right. The, so the Wizards didn't right, play Thursday. They were, they they didn't were play rested. Grizzlies were not rested. And uh, and there you go. But I'm still offering you. Mm-hmm. A 500 record over the next two uh, over the next 22 games. Mm-hmm. You're essentially. Does off. this look like a 500 basketball team to you? It honestly, like that's what I would come down to. This does not look like a 500 basketball team to me. No, I do agree with you on that. I also though would like to. It's not just they don't look like a 500 basketball team. They're having to move up the very back of the rotation up even more so than we expected to begin with. And yes. without so what's yours? What well, I. I the argument would be, I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. The argument would be, it's not just that they've lost Ja and Steven Adams mm-hmm. and Brandon. It's that without Santi and Luke. Yes. Come on, man. Seriously, like, you're just getting Jake LaRavia and, and, and a lot and, of Conchar. And, and a lot of Conchar, who's actually been. Yeah, at he's, least not, he's been the least of their problems, and, honestly. And, uh, and so. You know, we even saw a little uh, junior uh, yesterday, uh, Saturday, two days ago, um, and so and and that will presumably, although they are out tonight, that's the report, right? Canard yes. and Aldama yes. still that's, out that's tonight, the- and I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily expect that. I I, I thought day to day didn't mean they opened last Wednesday, right? Correct. They opened Wednesday. It's Monday. I would have expected Santi back. I agree with on that. The Canard one's less surprising to me. It's concussion. You'd be correct, gonna, and you're a, you're a big process guy. Big process big guy. Also, guy. I recognize concussion protocol in the NFL is a lot easier than concussion protocol in the NBA. It just depends on how much you have to win. Correct. That's, that's the exactly. protocol. Exactly. The well, protocol. No, what it, position do you play? Do we have was, to win the game? I don't know how much you got to watch of the of the Niners game yesterday. But they had Tracy Wolfson go and do like the hey go do the NFL's bidding, uh-huh. explaining how Brock. Many people were asking how Brock Purdy cleared concussion protocol, and it was just like the NFL just handed her a bunch of notes. Words and it's like, to write, here's to how read. here's how it worked. It's like okay. Um. So uh, no Luke tonight. No Santi tonight. Dallas is two and zero, oh, and um, it seems like it seems like another mountain to climb tonight. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this would be not like uh, I mean, in the NBA, you can you can get wins, but this would truly surprise me. Here's the, the okay. So the other argument is the other the counter argument, Jeffrey, is mm-hmm. this. You know what losing teams do? Bad mm-hmm. teams, losing teams do. They occasionally comes close. They occasionally come close to beating good teams, mm-hmm. right? And then the good teams say, "Yeah, no, you're not beating us," right? That, that's uh-huh. what happens. I I covered a lot of bad teams. Uh, when the Grizzlies were bad, I covered a team. I think you can make the argument that was what happened Friday. Yeah, and so that that so you can put stock in their progress Friday, sure. or you can just say, you look at any bad team, and right now they're a bad team, and bad teams will have games where they come close to winning. And if you want to invest yourself emotionally in that, be my guest. But right now, this is as bad and as 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 you could have imagined. For totally understandable reasons. Yeah, like look who's I'm not on the floor. Blaming anyone for any of this. Look who's on the floor, mm-hmm. or more to the point, look who isn't on the floor. Yes. Um, so I'm not. This isn't to me about pointing fingers. Listen, if you want to say that Jake Laravia pick doesn't look so great now, that's fine. I'm I'm with you there. Although Zaire actually had a like, if 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 you're looking for silver linings, Zaire with 16, 10, um, three steals the other night, like that was at, at least. You're at least noticing him on the floor. You're at least noticing him on the floor. But I guess my point is, and the reason I would take the 11 and 14, is I think there's a real, there's a, I want the whole season to be interesting. And I think, and so what you asked me what I'm risking, and I think there's a real chance, a, 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 a not, not, not only not zero chance, but a not 20% chance that they could be, Single-digit wins when Jack comes back, and 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 have be essentially facing too big a mountain to climb. Particularly because, 
once he comes back, he's still not playing in every game. Like, that's not how the NBA works. And so um, so I would take it. Uh, as we said earlier, uh, Bismack Biombo, Shams, I think. Shams? Shams broke the news. I think that's correct. Over the weekend that uh, that the Grizzlies would be signing. Former number one pick, Bismack Biombo. He uh, doesn't have much offensive game at all. Last played for the Suns. Uh, but he's a good shot blocker. He rebounds. Um, uh, he's active. And he will help. Um, it's is exactly the sort of move, not only that, pretty much the name that I think most people expected. So that is your Memphis Grizzlies. Temperature check for Tiger basketball. Again, uh, they win yesterday, 106-249. Um, and by all accounts, we'll have Parth on here a little bit later to talk about what he saw with his own eyeballs. But by all accounts, like, they did what they're supposed to do against a wildly overmatched team. I have seen this team in exhibitions before not do what they are supposed to do. And given that they are thrown together, uh, by all accounts, did not look thrown together. Uh, Javon Quinterly was out with a hyperextended knee. So Caleb Mills started at point guard. Um, But, you know... Uh, a, a, a bunch of players in double figures, as you would expect. David Jones with 17, Jordan Brown with 14, Malco with 14 and 16 minutes, uh, Ashton Hardaway 13 points, Caleb Mills 11 points. Um, they shot 50% from three. They had 24 assists on 34 made field goals. That seems like a cohesive team or a team that is uh, at least playing um, like a team. There are limits to all of this. Tennessee just beat Michigan State in an exhibition. Yep. You'd prefer that. Yes. But at the same time, I think what I think the more important aspect of of everything that developed yesterday was Penny after the game discussing like, hey, we've got to be ready to go early because the- Well, that's my point though. So Penny, the quote was, our non conference play is pretty much our season. Yeah. And I and I acknowledging have, that. Yes. And I I do not take umbrage with that. I don't think that think is just. True. I don't think it's that's disrespectful. disrespectful to the league. And for those that were but taking, is, is playing lane then the best way to get ready for that? That's, I, that I, that I was get, my point I, with bringing up Tennessee, Michigan State. I get, I get why they did it though. Oh, they I, did it to put money in to, to, to Andre Turner, and now they're going to do it with Lemoyne Owen this week. Correct. They're good, being good citizens. Correct. They're being good citizens, and I can't criticize them for being good citizens. Um, I guess, I guess your point is, is that. By Penny acknowledging that, he therefore, this would be the, the, the way I would connect the dockets or the leap that you might, the optimist might take, he might therefore coach like that because oftentimes it has felt like it has taken him a while to get to his rotation, to lock down on exactly what his team is and to put it in, in its best position to be successful. That often doesn't help, doesn't, doesn't happen until the – conference season begins and so the fact that he's saying it out loud might mean that he will be that much more focused on it yes 100 percent. because you know you cannot like take take for example look at FAU last year and I think this conference is going to resemble much closer to conference USA last year than it is going to resemble the AAC of years past they go 31 and 3 they are regular season conference champions, conference tournament champions. Their profile, all the metrics, everything said, okay, close to top 25 team, top five seed, and they got a nine. And to me, like that is acknowledging the reality of the situation for Penny and good on him. All right, and then Memphis football. It was really fascinating um, Saturday to watch the reactions Again, it's just social media reactions, and social media is its own beast, and it's not prone towards uh, upbeat, optimistic, glass-half-full outlook. No, it's knee-jerk reactions, and typically knee-jerk reactions in the negative. And so the Tigers win 45-42. to And so, uh, of course, the truth of the matter is, is that I'm, I'm about to give you two ways to look at this. The truth of the matter is, the 
probably accurate way to to look at this is some of both, right? So here's the uh, one way to look at it. What a flipping disaster. They're up 31 to 7. They collapse again to a North Texas team that can't stop the rush. They, they, they gave up 270 rushing yards to the Tigers. Blake Watson averaged 9.9 yards a carry. And what do we see from this team and this coach? Yet another collapse. And if it wasn't for uh, Seth's heroics, 22 of 28, 330 uh, yards and a touchdown. And, of course, um, leading that late drive, hitting Joseph Skates with the touchdown pass with 10 seconds left, it would have been a disaster. Again, I'm just giving you this perspective. And, indeed, this is this perspective that I saw on Twitter. Uh, And, indeed, it would have been better if it were a disaster because then we at least would have clarity. Then people would recognize that – Ryan Silverfield is not the guy who's going to get it done. You know what this is like? This was exactly like Boise State. It's only in miniature, like accelerated version of Boise State. What Ryan Silverfield is doing is just enough to prevent people from acknowledging that he is not the guy. And, And my God, he may even be putting himself in line for a contract extension and you sure you can look at the record all you want but this team has not beaten anyone of consequence the teams they've beaten are a combined 17 and 30 mm-hmm. they haven't beaten a team with a winning record don't be fooled this was a disaster and in fact sure happy for the players but i uh but but it would have been better off had they lost that's one way to look at it mm-hmm. the other way to look at it is are you people freaking crazy? He, he, they are six and two. It, if you, they have only lost two ranked teams. If you want to be critical of the way that the general trajectory of this program since Ryan has taken over, that's not just fair, it's accurate. Indeed, Ryan would say it's not. But so far this year, they have lost to two games two games to teams that are ranked in the top 25. This is still Memphis football. Teams have close calls. Good teams have close calls. They did what they had to do, and to say if not for Seth's heroics, they recruited Seth, they got Seth, he's their quarterback, they've brought him along, they get credit for Seth's heroics. And to say that Memphis should be somehow unhappy by being 6-2 and is crazy craziness and this is some kind of a weird lunacy and celebrate what is to there to be celebrated and uh and go on and hope they beat south florida right now honestly they got south florida and charlotte they could be they could should be honestly eight and two i suppose people will be unhappy then if they don't beat those teams badly enough then they got says smu let's see what happened obviously smu was tremendous absolutely tremendous this weekend beating Tulsa 69-10. to But in the end, bottom line business, 6-2, and two, shut up with your complaining. Yeah, the shut up with your complaining is where I... Okay, scratch the last where, sentence. You people are crazy to be unhappy. Yeah, that's still, to me, like, that's still dismissive. Like, that's that's kind of comes from a place of... What do you think the right answer is? Because there was a lot of, and I was going to take calls on this, but we just don't have time. Yeah, the right answer is this is exactly what happens when your coach enters the season on the hot seat. And you're going to, every game is essentially going to be like a Rorschach test. You can see what you want to see. If you want to defend him, you can defend, there's enough there to defend him. And if you want to sit there and go, I'm out on him, there's enough. And this is just what happens. And it's it's a larger point of this is what happens in the league that you're in right now. There's not a lot of games where you sit there and you go, I feel good. It's a lot of games where you're like, well, we avoided disaster. And that's kind of where they are. And so. But you can beat these teams without avoiding it. You can beat them like you beat UAB. They didn't avoid disaster against UAB. They just, they just won that game. It wasn't some. Yeah, but UAB really helped in that. Like the way that they, the way that they played the game, going for every fourth down, like that allows for a blowout to happen. Whereas North Texas was not afraid to like punt the football, and then you get into this situation where you've got this big lead, and 
I, I know that they said they went to half thinking it's 0-0. It's very obvious that was not the case. Like, this is kind of what happens in college football, especially when you play teams like North I Texas. I think your that point that it's a Rorschach it. test, it's where you are on Ryan. Yes. It's honestly. You see what has, you want to see. You see what you want to see. I think that's that's 100% right. The, I guess the question I would, I would ask is if Memphis, let's just stipulate that Memphis beats South Florida, which, by the way, that's a little that's that's a little bit of a test. Charlotte and Temple should not be. twelve twelve point favorite, right? So they should win those three games, and they lose to SMU, right? Yep. And th- they win the games they'll be favored to win. They lose the game they won't be favored to win. Yeah, okay? that, I think literally their season will have gone like that. So so they've they they've won a they won a nine win team mm-hmm. at that point, tenth straight bowl. By the way, now, he doesn't get hurt for all the bowls. Nine win team, nine win team, tenth straight bowl. Uh, and uh, and Ryan comes in after the season's over and says, okay, I'd like a uh, four-year contract extension. So here's the question. Or even let's say like a two-year. Yeah, he's, no, he's got, yeah, but here's, he's got, here's, he's here's got another question. year after so there's, this there's, year, there's two years after this year. There's two types of contracts. He'd have two. Two after, after this year. Correct. There's two types of contract extensions now. There is a PR contract extension in which you announce a contract extension and it looks good on paper, but really it doesn't financially, it doesn't really change anything. That's kind of like what we saw Drinkwitz actually get last year. Remember when everyone was doing the, what did Drinkwitz do to get an extension? Well, first off, now it looks okay, but there's those types of extensions, and then there's essentially getting a new contract type of extension. I would be that, sit, that, I'm willing that, well, to sit if, there. Does go. that first type involve any extra money? It's got to involve extra money. It wouldn't be called a contract. He's got to, the, the, if literally the buyout is identical from what the buyout would be, then I'm, by all means, give him a, whatever you give him. A, I don't care. Give him a ten year. Typically, right, but, typically what happens? The buyout is it doesn't, doesn't change, change. It doesn't change the firing language. It does say, okay, you're under contract for longer. But do you get an extra year of pay? Well, for you, the, you, yes, yes, you get. M- Oftentimes what happens is you yeah, get, Let me ask you this. At the end of next year, let's presume disaster, okay? And let's presume he got a contract extension, and so he's not renewed. They would then normally, if they don't renew, if they don't give him a contract extension, they would own one year. If they give him a two-year contract extension on top of, or even a one-year, will they offer, Will they owe more than that at the end of next year? Yes. It's not it, a brand-new shiny contract, but it's more money. It's more money, but it's not. it is not in the category of it's not in the category of like you truly got a new deal, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine them doing that. If so, I just drive. Well, Jeff, how's he going to recruit? You give him the PR extension. You give him the PR yeah. extension. I do think if he goes nine and three, he will get some years tacked on after this. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, I'm also suspecting if he goes eight and four, he might. He's got two years left. Mm -hmm. It's not like he only has one year left. He's got two years left. What's the hurry? It's the way of college football. Uh, Seems nutty to me. Anyway. um, (laughs) You're just now getting that in the sport? (laughs) Seems nutty to me. You can can, uh, over at uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. You can uh, start the week off right with a no-sweat same-game parlay. This is for new customers and existing customers. Three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between Will Levis and the Titans uh, and the Steelers. How about that? Many are asking if he's the MVP. By the way, that's another shocker. I did not see a four-touchdown performance coming from Will Levis over the weekend. Let's give it a little time. Yes, but fine. I want to acknowledge he was awesome. What an awesome debut. What an awesome debut. Fan, the, his family not, was in the not unlike Marcus's Marcus Mariota's four correct, touchdown five, review. No, five, five, yes, right. Five. Five, he had five, uh, and you will get anyway. Place a three same uh, a same like three three leg same game parlay, Easy for and you, you get a bonus bets back if you don't win. If you win, great. If you don't win, bonus bets back. It's the same game parlay. It's this Thursday, Titans and the Steelers. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Calkins C A L K I N S. To not miss out on your chance to get a no sweat same game parlay from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Must be 21 or older, present Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line or wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issues, non withdrawals, bonus bets expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem call Tennessee Redline 1 800 889 9789. Fight Song Roundup coming up next. It is the Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Gabe time, Memphis. Hey, it's Gabe Coon of the Gabe Coon Show. Tonight, Grizzlies and Jaron Jackson Jr. host the Dallas Mavericks at 7 p.m. at FedEx Forum. Catch my show from 4 till 6.30 p.m. Then 92.9 FM ESPN will have the pregame from 6.30 till 7. Grizzlies vs. Mavericks tonight live on 92.9 FM ESPN. Memphis' sports station. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Shop Black Friday every day and get the best new deals all month long only at Lowe's. Right now, bring home a select DeWalt drill or impact driver or cobalt 40-volt blower for just $99. And order by 2 p.m. for same-day delivery. Because Lowe's knows deals. Bow through 1031. While supplies last, selection varies by location. Same-day delivery by 8 p.m. for eligible in-stock items. Subject to driver availability. Fees vary based on purchase. Additional terms apply. See Lowe's.com slash same-day delivery for details. Do you have heart failure and often hear? Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. The Majestic Grill might just be that one place that can be everything to everyone. I'm not the person who first said that about the Majestic Grill, but I think it's absolutely true. It's the place to go for a downtown business lunch, and it's also the place to go before a show at the Orpheum. And it's also the place to go to sit at the bar and have a cheeseburger, and it's the place to go for a date or a special dinner out. So swing by their beautiful restaurant at 145 Main Street. The Majestic Grill is a slice of Memphis history that Denny and Patrick Riley have filled with a warmth that is hard to describe and harder to resist. At Bank of America, we asked our employees what they wanted most. I want to work where everyone is welcome. To have benefits that take good care of my family. To move forward in my career. We listened and did all that and more. It's why we're proud to be Just Capital's number one top company to work for. Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Just Capital used annual rankings to track performance across the five worker-related issues evaluated. Bank of America and a member FDIC equal credit opportunity lender. When it comes to home comfort, there's only one name you need to remember. That's Landmark Heating and Air Conditioning. Still family-owned and operated, we've been keeping you comfortable with superior service and exceptional products for over 50 years. Whether it's routine maintenance, emergency service, or a complete new system, our trained, professional, and friendly staff is always ready to assist you. For all your home comfort needs, we are the comfort company you can trust. Call us today at 365-4260. Or visit us at LandmarkHeatingAndAir.com. Visit Frontier Western Store today for new shirts and boots. Frontier is your top Carhartt store in the Mid-South. There's thousands of in-stock shirts and jeans. They have the classic K87 pocket tee in every color they make, including new ones just released. Available small to 4X. Want new jeans? Frontier has you covered with super tough work denim by Carhartt. And you've got to check out their selection of Ariat jeans for men, women, and children. You'll love how easy it is to find the size and style you need. Have you seen Frontier's remodeled, world-famous boot showroom? It continues to expand. New styles by Ariat just arrived, plus plenty of in-stock proven classics, too. Whether you need work or dress boots, trust that Frontier is the place to come. See thousands of pairs of Ariat boots and thousands more by Dan Post, Corral, Durango, Rocky, Twisted X, and others. And Frontier's pricing is lower than online and chain stores, so you know just the local shop to visit. Frontier Western Store, 5880 Goodman Road in Olive Branch, and on the web at FrontierWesternStore.com. Locally owned and operated since 1967.
How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Matty Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. We asked Rodney and Karen if they'd been to the old Southland Casino. It's been about four years ago since we, we went. Then we asked them to give the all-new Southland Casino Hotel a shot. Oh, we're going to have so much fun in here. <laughs> and what do they think of Southland now? Loved it. I love the facility, the bright colors, the clean rooms. We've already invited people to come back. The all-new Southland Casino Hotel. Experience it for yourself. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Now. Now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas. Loves expanding your business evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. A psoriasis flare-up can make a walk in the park. Well, no walk in the park. It's that obvious, huh? I've tried so many lotions and creams, but I still have symptoms. So those don't do enough to treat the inflammation beneath the skin, leaving you with those uncontrolled symptoms. Makes sense, but what else can I do? You can get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear. Make an appointment and, oh, you're already on it. Hi, yes, I'd like to make an appointment. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by Avvi. Football and basketball seasons are in full gear, and BetQL is ready to help you win more consistently this year. BetQL is an absolute game changer if you're looking to find trends to help you win. Make smarter bets on spreads, totals, player props, and more. BetQL has already helped over 300,000 people with powerful analytics and community insights. Don't fumble the ball at the goal line or airball any free throws this season. Visit BetQL.com for their free daily analysis today. That's BetQL.com. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. So it's always interesting. When a house goes for sale, uh, for sale in your neighborhood, you're like... That'll be interesting. I wonder what they'll get for that, right? I wonder what they're asking. I wonder what they'll get for it. Well, there's a house across from me. Looked it up on, on Zillow, wherever, you know, looked it up. To, went on the market several weeks ago. And I'm hopeful, you know, like, man, maybe they'll get full price. Man, maybe my, my house will be worth more. That damn house is still on the market. I don't see people coming and going. I gotta think to myself, what if he'd call Josh Isa? I'll cut to the bottom line here. Josh will sell your home for 100% of your list price, or he will pay you the difference, or step in and buy it for cash. There. Drop Mike. He also offers flexible fees, no upfront cost, and will let you out of your contract at any time, risk free. It's Josh Isa. Phone number is 901-461-8147, 901-461-8147. You can look them up at joshsellsthemidsouth.com. Let's do the fight song round. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm a right song. Because I still got a lot of fight left in me. Yes, it was kind of a weird week in college football. Like, there's a bunch of teams I could have blown up. A bunch of teams to celebrate. And then, yeah, even the celebrations don't feel that raucous, right? So here's Tennessee doing what they have to do, beating Kentucky, doing what they always do. Correct. Death taxes, Tennessee beats. Beating Kentucky, 33 to 27. And, you know, clean game from Joe Milton, Yep. right? 18 to 21, 228 yards, running backs, Tremendous as ever. Like, that's a... And they ran for 254. Jen Wright and Dylan Sampson combined for 195. That's... Uh, and by, on, on the flip side, 
Ray Davis, uh, 42 yards, 16 rushes. For, like that's a that's a professional, thoroughgoing pro- sack, performance. Even with sack-adjusted running, Kentucky only ran it for 3.6. I think if you would have told me they're only going to run it 3.6 per carry on Friday, I would have said, "Yep, I'm cashing that ticket." So how celebratory, how raucously should they be playing uh, this fight song over in Knoxville? I think you can play it without feeling guilty. <laughs> Which I think is kind I think of the, right. don't you that's think right. that's kind of the theme of the weekend? I think that's right. Like, don't act like this was, you know, this isn't lighting up the cigars. This isn't, you know, putting Kentucky in their place. But it was a watching this game, I felt like Tennessee was clearly the better team. And I thought Devin Leary had his best game that he's had in years. And that's what kept Kentucky in the game. By the way, in terms of playing fight songs without feeling guilty, we're not playing the Memphis fight song. We talked about them in the in the open to the show. But the same, like I, I like the way you phrased it. I've been a believer in Seth, and maybe he hasn't quite fulfilled the. I thought he was going to be a true star, um, but I was really happy for him, and he saved their ass. <laughs> like that was five for five on that drive. Um, cool, calm. Been here three years. Like, that was a nice, really nice moment for Seth Hennigan. That was great. Um, so we could absolutely play the Memphis fight song and couldn't be embarrassed of that either. Here's another one, though, that fits under that same category. It's just Vandy. It's just Vandy. Ole Miss beats Vandy 33-7. to They got some field goals where they could have gotten some touchdowns if you want to quibble. Right? I think the real quibble was Jackson Dart's stat line looks fine, 19 of 28, 240, a touchdown and interception. If you watched him, though, he looked like the pitcher that didn't have command of the zone. Like, his throws were just off. He, His pick at the end of the half, he probably had a touchdown, and he underthrows it. He was kind of one-hopping stuff. But I think the bigger, the bigger story for me is, and this has kind of been an internal struggle I've had with Ole Miss all year, is – their defense statistically is pretty good, but when you watch their defense play, you're not overwhelmed by like size, speed, strength. Yet they just keep producing. When you're, when you're seven and one, four and one in the conference, I mean, uh, go back to bottom line business here, right? Correct. I mean, it also does feel like more than ever is, I guess, gambling has become much a much bigger part of the conversation. A lot of how we feel about how a team played was whether or not they covered, right? They almost did cover. Like they, they won thirty-three to seven. Here's the question, though: Does the the fact what what you're t- talking about in terms of their athletes? So they've got Texas A&M, Louisiana Monroe, Georgia, and Mississippi State. Correct. A ten-win season is right there for the taking, and that's pretty damn magical. 100%. That's they're in the it'll be interesting to say by the way college football rankings come out tomorrow night Halloween. Yep. It'll be interesting to see where they are. I see a lot of people have them at 10. And I've seen them in the Fiesta Bowl like I've, you know, they could they're a New Year's a 10 win season and a New Year's Six Bowl very possible for this team. Very possible for this team, but I think weirdly they've through their play they backed themselves into this weird corner where it feels like the fan base is going to be disappointed with anything other than 10-2. and two. And I actually think Saturday is going to be a very, well, Saturday's very massive. tough game for them. Well, that's that's to the point if you're athletes. Correct. Because A&M up front is going to present a lot of problems for them. A&M has not – A&M has kind of found ways to lose games. And so there's also this natural inclination to kind of make fun of A&M. They've still got plenty of dudes. They've got is... plenty of dudes. Georgia's Georgia. And um, <clears throat> plenty of dudes. Georgia's Georgia. And then, I mean, I, losing Mississippi State this year would be catastrophic. But it is on the road. It's a but rivalry it is on game road. on the road. And I think the problem with Ole Miss is we're used to with Lane Kiffin. We're used to if we have quibbles, it's going to be on the defensive end. Like, oh, man, if they could just get a defense, they'd be fine. Whereas it feels like now – you're sitting there going like, oh, man, their offense isn't that explosive. But if you also look at this game, they started off touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown, first touchdown. Five, like five, they, first five first-half possessions they score, 300 y- on one yards in the first half. Correct. And after that, they, they ended up with 431. But they just 
They put it into cruise control. Yeah. Uh, two other notes, by the way. Uh, one, is it a big deal that Trevor Jackson, quarterback decommitted, quarterback commit, decommitted, four-star guy? Uh, don't know. It's only a big deal. It's, it's only a – so they have Walker Howard that they got from LSU last year. He's – the bigger question is, is Dart coming back? Because I think right. at this point, it's probably likely he, he is, is coming back. Right. And so then you have Walker Howard after him, and then they have the young guy that that uh, I forget his name. But he no, went it doesn't to, feel like, he, like any. Doesn't feel like it's ever a big deal with the portal. Right? I just always think Kiffin's probably going to have a, a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. And then I saw that Lane um, tweeted yesterday. I think it was yesterday that he is, or could have been said that he's a thousand days dry. See that? I see. I couldn't tell if he was talking about is himself that what he or if he was quote tweeting someone. Was that, he quote tweeting someone I, else? Yeah, I couldn't tell. I, I saw it in passing, but I didn't go in. I think he was quote tweeting someone else. Someone else that had gone, but you know, I see. Five, a thousand okay. days sober. I didn't know. I didn't know if Lane was a drinker or not. I really, I, I really Wait, do not. All right, we'll we'll move on from that then. Um, who's next? Rock Speaking of doing what you do, uh, Georgia pounds Florida 43 to 20. Um, that is three times in a row. Now, Georgia has won this game by 24 more points. It was the 25, 25th straight, 25th straight win for Georgia. Carson Beck, 19 to 28, 315 yards, two touchdowns. Um, the more I watch of him, the more I'm impressed. Like I get it. Everyone can do the – well, if you get to throw to Georgia guys, it's super easy. I find myself very impressed by him. What's the line in a Georgia-Michigan game at new, on a neutral field? Probably Georgia minus three. But it's pretty close. And what do we make of what the hell's happening in Michigan now? Meetings. Now there's meetings. Board of Regents, trustees, whatever. Well, then didn't was the story yesterday? The contract offer, the contract was extension removed. was removed. I don't know. Then you get reports from the NFL. Jim Harbaugh will not be welcomed back with open arms. Never forget when Terrell Pryor was suspended in college. Roger Goodell honored that suspension in the pros. It's like I, I don't know. It's going to come down to if, if an owner wants to hire Jim Harbaugh. They're going to hire Jim Harbaugh. I just don't know if that's the case. Uh, I do believe that Georgia did enough with that win over Florida to be ranked number one tomorrow night. I think Georgia reminded us when it's a big game and they have to show up, like they're still a very formidable foe. Florida, I thought, had an outstanding first drive. Like they really, really mixed it up. They had a good plan. And then after that, Georgia just, like, put the clamps down. 150 yards came in garbage time at the end with two touchdowns. Most dramatic win uh, of the weekend. Kansas beats Oklahoma. 38-33. First home win versus an AP Top 10 team since 1984. Puts an end to an 18-game losing streak to Oklahoma. That stretched back to 1977. Oklahoma, by the way, that's a, it's a, not a great loss to take. Now, mind you, the times that they've made the, the playoffs, yes, they, have they, had a, they have had a they've had they have a, an October loss. A Lincoln Riley special. Right. So, um, but you got Bedlam this week. Their season still comes down to do they win out and do they beat Texas again in a rematch? Like, it, I find you know it. Who looks scary though? Kansas State. Kansas State does look scary. I mean, Oklahoma State looks scary. I think what my big lesson from this week with Oklahoma is, we need to always remind ourselves the the Red River Shootout is always just a. It's a game that gets weird, and when you try to make too much of that game, it kind of clouds how you view a team and Oklahoma deserves all the credit in the world for beating Texas in the fashion that they did but I think oftentimes in either direction we put too much stock into that game give them too much credit correct and Oklahoma at times has kind of looked shaky I think the other thing that we definitely saw is 
the loss of the the loss of their number one receiver really changed the passing game. Well, when we saw the when we saw them struggle to beat UCF, it was like, oh, right. maybe this is like this just, just a hang, the yeah, hangover. hangover after and now it's like, oh, no, 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 this is this is gonna be who they are. Um, all right, who's next? Well, this was impressive. Oregon smashes Utah. I thought this was the most physically dominant win of the weekend, and, and even more so over than a four. physical team. Correct, exactly. And you win at their place, truly on the road. You score right off the bat. Like they just controlled. They took the crowd out of the game immediately, and they just truly suffocated. Allowed only 2.8 yards per rush. Utah had won 18 straight at home. Bo Nix, 248 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, passing one, another one rushing. And so, um, you know, meanwhile, Washington's struggling to beat Stanford. Yeah. It feels, if there's a team coming out of that conference, I'm suggesting it's going to be Oregon. Yeah, you can tell me Washington makes the playoff. I do know that if I were betting on a Pac-12 team to win a playoff game, I'd be betting on Oregon before I'd be betting on Washington. Um, they just look like a really good football meanwhile, team. Meanwhile, Dan Lanning, this was, uh, by the way, the, the, the dude in Maine, they found in a dumpster in a recycling center. That was, thank God. As someone pointed out, it's too bad he didn't kill himself yeah. before he killed all those people. Exactly. Um, but Dan Lanning, uh, coach at Oregon, had this to say after that game. I want to take a quick second to say something that, that's important to our players. And I wouldn't normally hop into this, but I want everybody to understand that this is not political in any way. Um, but as a dad of three kids, a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, you know, I see at times what's going on in this country. And I think, you know, I have a platform that is worth saying something about. And w- what I'll say right now is where is the respect for human life? You know, and I think there's a a lot more to this. I mean, people can say, let's make it about guns and let's make it about mental health. You know, why can't we make it, why can't we use a common sense approach and make it about everything? And um, this isn't me taking a stance, but our players told, you know, me this spring that gun violence was really important to them. And I just want to ask everybody, what are we doing about it? Right? We can continue to sit around and expect different results. And don't think I'm sitting here talking about gun control. Don't think I'm not talking about mental health. I'm talking about all of it. And how about we, we got a lot of smart people in this country. How about we do something to fix it, right? And I know that means a lot to our players. It certainly means something to me when I send my three kids to school and expect to see them come home. And uh, I think enough's enough. And at some point, we got to look, look at ourselves, take a hard look in the mirror, and figure out where can we support um, the people that are having problems with mental health in this country. Um, where can we support making sure that people that shouldn't have uh, weapons don't have weapons and um, support you know, really our law enforcement to where they can, you know, help handle situations when uh, situations arise. So, again, I'm not trying to be political, but I do care about human life, and I I do care about human decency, and I'm hoping that at some point we can take a stand and do something about it. Thank you, guys. Stan Lanning, the head coach at Oregon. He's an impressive dude. Uh, Who are we going to blow up, Jeffrey? Remember when Clemson was this really number two team in the land, a power that stood astride the ACC, no longer uh, losing to NC State 24-17. to It's funny how much, what, what, coach, what is wrong with coaches these <laughs> days? Coaches like hear everything and then they react, right? Uh, Dave Doran afterwards said to Steve Smith, former NFL receiver, who was commenting about this game that, that NC State was ready for basketball season to start. That's all he said. It was a perfectly innocuous comment, really. And uh, he I mean, said... Her- Herbie even, like, agreed with him. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, uh, Dave Doran said he can kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. So there you go. We also had uh, Kirby Smart chirping Dan Mullen. That was kind of entertaining. He said he didn't like to recruit. Well, now, he did also say he's supposed to be my friend. He's supposed to be my friend. He doesn't like to recruit. We had that one. Uh, we had a lot of interesting stuff. But anyway, uh, what's going to happen with Clemson? Are they are they back in the uh, just another decent in the mass of morass of so my working ACC teams? My working theory is 
Clemson is going to finally, they're going to embrace, they got to go into the portal. They're going to have to do, they're going to have to do things that maybe Dabo was uncomfortable doing, but that's the case that it's going to be. I think what we're going to see more than ever in college football, with the exception of like the biggest of the big boys, there's going to be like a reset. Year. Yeah, you mentioned that last week. Yeah. A reset year, and this will be this will be deemed a reset. This year. will be deemed a reset year. You got Klubnik playing as a young quarterback, and they're going to have to start. They're going to have to start filling in some holes. I find it hard to believe there's enough people at Clemson that care about it. That's the thing. The one thing that gives me a little hesitation is Dabo's always been weird. It feels a little weirder than normal right now. You know, we, we need some people. We need to take losses, get people off the bandwagon. Right, what does that even? Yeah. Um, we could have blown up some other other folks. Uh, UNC lost again, uh, this time to Georgia Tech, 46-42. to 42. Syracuse 